I'm Autumn. And I'm Courtney. And, and this, this is, is Inside, Inside the, the File. File. Today we are talking about crimes of passion. A crime of passion is a crime committed, generally not pre-planned, that is caused by a flare-up in emotions. These emotions can consist of anger, sadness, grief, and anything else that can cause someone to become overwhelmed. Although these crimes generally lead to murder, that doesn't always have to be the case. Mine does. Mine does not. So today, my case is on the infamous John and Lorena Bobbitt. Anybody who knows true crime knows about these two and that very, very crazy night. I knew the, like, generalness that, like, you know, the big piece of that, but, like... Well, the the small piece after she was done. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know, like, all the deets. And I am doing the Knoxville Love Triangle. Which I felt I didn't know a lot about. Like, I knew it happened... And then it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, oh, you're not Jeffrey Dahmer. You're, like, leaving my memory. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I love Jeffrey. Okay. All right. Anyway, I'm going to get started here with the Knoxville Love Triangle. Um, my case consists of three people, Eric and Aaron McLean, and the victim, Sean Powell. Um, Aaron McLean was a woman known to be very beautiful. She was portrayed during the trial as a woman who tried to force taboo and other kind of sexual encounters and fantasies on on her husband. And um, she was a school teacher, which is where she met her young lover, Sean Powell. Sean Powell was an 18-year-old man who was the murder victim. He was Aaron McLean's lover and he had been seen several times having sexual intercourse with Aaron. Eric McLean can be seen in several different ways, depending on who you talk to. Some people see him as an extremely evil man who should rot in prison for the rest of his life. Um, Some see him as a victim as well, with a cheating wife. And others see him as he was portrayed by the defense, which was a man who kept turning the other Aaron claims that on March 9th, 2007, Powell had gone to see a play with her. They both returned to the McLean home. She recalls that Powell and Eric had been talking and listening to music before Eric and Aaron retired to their bedroom and Sean had fallen asleep on the couch. Aaron recalls that on the morning of March 10th, 2007, Powell remained at their house for a period of time after waking up. However... Sean began teasing and taunting Eric about the relationship that he had with Aaron, so Eric and Aaron asked him to leave, and he did. The day continued without incident until the evening. Eric was confiding in Aaron's best friend throughout all of this open marriage and all of this taboo stuff that was going on behind the scenes in their marriage. And he ended up getting really close with this friend. And this friend had been known to send inappropriate text messages to Eric. And this bothered Aaron. So Eric gets a text message. Gets this text message from Aaron's best friend. And it's like, hey, do you want to come spend the night with me? Hey, do you want to come spend the night with me? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty much that's how he was, is he was totally game to go over there. You know, he thought she was pretty. He thought 
you know, why no, not? He was just happy he was getting an older woman. <laughs> She's the same age. Oh, right. This is Eric and, and Aaron's and best, best friend. friend. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not Eric and oh it's not Sean and an older woman. Well, it, it is. <laughs> it is, but not who we're talking about. But right not now. who we're talking about right now. There's just way too many people. There's three. It's not even like a love triangle. It's like a love square. There's three people. She's not even named anywhere. Like I can't even source who she was. Aside she bitch. is. She was Aaron's main bitch. <laughs> You're my main bitch, and. uh... What the fuck <laughs> is Aaron? She. <laughs> she. So he brings this up to Aaron. He's like, hey, um, I think I'm going to go over to What's-Her-Face's house and uh, spend the night with her. This incredibly upset Aaron. Like, she was pissed. She made Eric call her friend to confirm or deny that this message had actually been sent which the friend was like i can not like confirm nor deny that i did send that text message i love that it's like i'm not guilty but i'm not like, not guilty. how it's been sourced and how i was able to find it was literally she didn't deny making the offer like I you couldn't have just said, like, I... you couldn't have just, like, said, like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I want some man in my house. She wants some fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I want a man inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only text message I want to get. I want a man inside me. <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay. So, you know, she's, so, they're, they're in an open marriage, and she was upset because she thought that close friends and family would be off limits. Eric, obviously, did not feel this way as he was just fucking pissed that his wife wanted an open marriage. Well, that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, oh, hey, I didn't want this thing, but now that you want this thing and you're pursuing this thing, I'm gonna fuck your best friend. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's doing it on purpose, yo. Like, where it's like, oh, I didn't want this, so I'm gonna piss you off and have sex with your best friend. <clears throat> Honestly, I think I just think like Aaron should have been smited, not Sean. <laughs> like, sure, Aaron was pretty, but like, I don't understand the whole like open marriage kind of thing. Like, I could never. I don't think I could in a marriage because it's like, oh, you know, we vowed to We be have together. legal documents that like, state we own each other. Like we have legal documents that say that, you know, I can put up with you for an Ever. extended a period of time and uh you can put up with me. Which Which well, I still firmly believe that once it becomes to the point where I want an open marriage is when the next person should just follow it up with I want a divorce. I feel like if you were to ever ask for an open marriage, I'd be like, are you okay? Are like, you sad? Check your temperature, and then I'd probably just be like, okay, we need to go for a drive. We're going for a very, very long trip. Like, you need to talk to me. Like, but thing, like open marriages just don't make sense as it is, and I could totally understand why somebody would be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna kill him. To an open marriage. Because it makes <laughs> sense, you know? Like, especially if one party doesn't agree. Like, how can you expect... Time and time where you know they're not home and they're not coming home. 
and and you just know that they're off with someone else and yeah and I don't know how many of you out there suffer from like anxiety too but both Autumn and myself have <laughs> very very out. severe <laughs> anxiety anxiety so like if my hubby ain't coming home I'm gonna be like is she better than me I would be like every pathetic country song where she's like looking out the window like where is my husband? And her husband's like, I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm doing, like, you know, I'm teaching some blonde girl in shorts and a cowboy, like, cowboy boots and, like, teaching Out her how to pool. play some pool. <laughs> literally from Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood song right Before there. Before Eugene's. That is literally where that came from, but. Oh, I would keep my husband's car. I would keep my husband's everything. Especially his income. I said key. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'd keep his everything. I'm going to keep his everything. Income. Have fun with that alimony. <laughs> and we are way off track. I mean, I'll just, I'll just get married to like, uh, uh, like a... I need a sugar grandpa. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you something after this. Cause it's oh no! For a year. semester of my second year and then was like bye <laughs> i was in college for an all of like three months yeah i remember and had a mental breakdown and got pulled out by my fucking doctor and they were like maybe it's just too soon for you to go to school now here i am trying to become a nurse here i am being a manager of two stores 
<laughs> One of them being fucking Claire's. I don't hate on me. Don't make I will make all sorts of jokes about the fact that you work at fucking Claire's. How's your uh, bubblegum pink? Oh. Claire's is always bubblegum pink. Like the entire store Mm-mm. consists of There's pink. unicorns now. <laughs> And unicorns aren't pink. They're rainbow. Duh. Anyway. Was so okay. Sean had a wild look in his eyes. So was he was angry, wild. Like he was literally angry. every other 18-year-old. <laughs> uh, toxicology reports later showed that he had cocaine in his system. and uh, a, I was really hoping he was just shit-faced. And a blood alcohol level of... 0.13%. Yeah, that's how I want to do it. At the time of his death. So, not only, like, there was no fucking wonder he was, like, wild, had a wild look in his eye. He was jacked. He was Like, that man was very, feeling everything. He was very much drunk. He was tasting color. Like. Oh, yeah. Like, he was, was no in between. He was very much drunk. He was high on cocaine. Um, and All it was not, it was, it was not Pixie Sticks, children. Damn. It was not Pixie Sticks. <laughs> Though Pixie Sticks has the same effect on me. So, Erin wasn't ready to leave when Sean came over. So, she went to the bedroom to finish getting ready, and she believes that in her absence, Sean had once again started teasing and taunting Eric about their relationship, because he was apparently very into doing that bullshit and um she says he was doing everything he could to provoke eric um aaron recalls eric calling the police to report an intruder in the house that had been stalking his wife mind you intruder and stalker are direct quotes from aaron and aaron was shocked and confused as to why he was referring to sean as an intruder as he had always been a welcome guest in their home. Eric ended the call when Sean said that he would he would he would buzz off, he would leave. Something Aaron remembered later after the murder was that on several occasions Eric would bring up a Tennessee law that I'm not sure if it's still a thing, but back then the law gave homeowners the right to kill intruders on their property as a manner of self-defense it's kind of on the fence of it it was questioned whether or not like once she kind of released that statement it was kind of like is this no it's still legal um the law actually states um a person can use defensive force against an intruder in their home if they have a fear or imminent harm or death so they probably like refined it more. Yeah, um, that was as of last year. So they probably ended up refining it to, like, make it so, okay, you can't just shoot someone if you feel like they're, you don't want them on their property. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of on the fence of, is it, was it premeditated? Like, did he want to kill Eric, like, before he did? Or did he want to kill Sean before he did? Um, but they could find no evidence that it was premeditated. So, that is why it still falls under the line of a crime of passion. Aaron claims that between Eric's 911 phone call and his threats about locking her out of the house and filing a restraining order, she would leave with Sean. She felt it was in her 
for the best of her safety to just leave with Sean. And so she went inside to grab her phone and purse, and she heard a loud noise that she didn't immediately recognize as a gunshot. Like, she didn't know what it was. She just, like, was like, huh, that was a loud noise. Do-do-do-do-do. Walked outside to see Eric standing next to Sean's car and a nice little Sean smoothie all over the windshield. Because Eric had blown his head with a shotgun. So it was reported that Aaron then called the police screaming. And when police showed up, Eric was taken into custody and charged with first degree murder. Later in the trial, in 2008, um, the charge would be changed to reckless homicide instead of first degree. And he was sentenced... His sentence was two to four years in prison because that's the um, general sentence for reckless homicide. But he served 47 days in prison with 12 years of probation. So a lot of people were really pissed that he only had to spend 47 days in prison. I mean, I would be. You you fucking killed somebody. Well, but it also depends on whose point of view you see it from. Well, I mean, there's that. Because if you see him as the people who think, oh, he's just an evil murderer, like, uh, yeah, they're gonna be pissed. I don't think, I necessarily think, oh, he's just an evil murderer, and I'm not gonna say I'm going to justify him killing somebody because he's upset, but I do think he should have spent at least a year. Right, he didn't even, he served like a month and a half. Which just isn't enough. Like, at all. <laughs> 47 days in prison. Like, Eric took the stand during his own trial in his own defense. He was on the uh, witness stand for hours. Mind you, he only had a week-long trial. But he, when he took the stand, he took the effing stand. Like, he would sit up there and tell his side of the story for hours on end. And it was also reported that Aaron refused to take the stand during Eric's trial and in the same reports did not show up to watch the trial. So that concludes the Knoxville Love Triangle and now Erin is living somewhere far away from Tennessee and she's just she's just hanging out somewhere with her kids. Could be if she ended up getting the kids. So mine is very different. <laughs> um, the differento. So nobody dies in mine, and mine has nothing to do with anybody else. So John and Lorena Bobbitt are, like, the world's most interesting couple at this point in time. And, you know, like any married couple, there, there are struggles and hardships and there are successes. And... This couple never apparently knew what a success was. Me. So, John and Lorena Bobbitt met while John was in the Navy and Lorena was living in Ecuador. Ooh, Ecuador. Which makes me giggle because everyone's like, oh, this American couple. I'm like, she's from Ecuador. <laughs> like, she's not American. She is an immigrant. <laughs> What, what, are, what are they called? Like Ecuador. Ecuadorians? I don't 
No. Like equigators? I'm not going to like offend an entire <laughs> This is a couple that fell in love really fast, all things considered. And they were married June 18th of 1989. Which is funny because if you want to take that into account, they were literally only married five years before this incident happened. Five years. You till know, death do us part. There are couples that are married for like 30 years and till, never have an incident. Is it till death do us part or till dick do us part? It's apparently dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lorena had claimed many, many times that John beat her. He raped her. He didn't love her. Um, Just a bunch of terrible things that... When you put it all together, I don't blame her for this incident. Like, insanity plea or not, I would have totally heard her out. But, um... <laughs> They're Ecuadorians. I was right. It's like Ecuadorians. Um, but, you know, she claimed that she was raped, beaten, and sodomized by her husband. So that's how she kind of justified her behavior afterwards. Did, are there reports that state that was true or false? He was acquitted on a rape charge against her at one point. But when you take into account of what the early 90s was like with women saying that their husband raped them, not a common thing. So it was, like, probably true. It probably was true. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, she's just a lying piece of shit. Well, because we, we don't have a definitive answer. We just have circumstantial evidence well, and her right, word. Right, because no one was in there with a camera saying, John, like, yeah. show us how you rape your wife. It's just not a thing. Where on the doll did John touch, touch you? you? <laughs> um, like, so where? this incident occurred on June 23rd, so literally just shortly after they had an anniversary. They had, like, their five-year wedding anniversary, and then, and then she, she goes snip-snip. Yeah, so she was pissed. And this happened in too, Virginia. Um, Lorena had stated that coming home that evening, her husband had raped her, after which he went to bed. That was it. That's like most men, though. Like, she came home, he was like, we're doing this, and Get she was bedroom. like, I'm not in the mood, and he's like, that's not an option, Lorena. That's not my problem. And just kind of went for it, um, which she was really not about. And, you know, at that point, she also went to bed, but she changed her mind. Like most women who go to bed unsatisfied, you you wake up. And you're just, you're not having it. But she's also, like, with that being said, I'm not just saying she was unsatisfied because, you know, she was raped. She's quoted saying that he only ever got himself off and never cared about her, that he's selfish. So she was a little salty that she wasn't, like, getting Like, some getting fun times. redemption <laughs> ever. Like, but, I mean, I think we've all been there. Like, it pisses you off when that shit happens. Well, and the thing is, is it's like, at what point do you say, like, hey, babe, could you maybe, like, reach over and help? Like, could you, like... But he literally was like, I'm getting what I want, and then going to bed. At this point, I would have been pissed off. I care. I, I, I would have done the same thing she did. Now, instead of just going to bed, she got up, went to the kitchen for a glass of water, and then decided to grab an 8-inch carving knife. Just 
that was her train of thought of, oh, I didn't, I, I got dicked down. I didn't have a good time. I went to bed. I woke up. I'm thirsty. I need a knife. <laughs> and oh, she's, she's still kind of upset like, that she didn't get off. And I mean, we've, as, as women, we've all been there where the man takes like two seconds and you're like, oh, I'm excited. Not long and he's ready to go woman. to bed. Yay. And then you're like, wow, I get to either do this shit myself or just let it go. Um, now, what I find funny is she didn't, she didn't want him to be awake for this. You know, she was, she was mad. So she grabbed the knife, went back to their bedroom, pulled back the covers and just hacked. Just caught it right, like, did, I'm sorry. Like, did she grab it first and, like... Yeah, just, she, like, skush, just cut it right off. Wait, do we have reports on how big his dingling was? I feel like that's something to be mentioned later, because what he does after all of this happens is prime. Did she cut, like, the base, or did she cut, like, midway? It was, like, midway. Oh, okay. From from what I understand. From I, what reports I are- won't watch... The video because I'm scared to laugh. There's a video. You and me are watching this after we get done. <laughs> so recording. A like. lot of what happens after this is very like hit or miss because it is just her perspective. Hit or miss. She gets into her now. car with his penis and is smacking it against the windshield. There is blood spatter in her car because she is angrily smacking this against like. The, the steering wheel. She's frustrated. Well, yeah, she's driving down the road. She's got a dick in her hand. <laughs> it's her husband's, who she just, like, she just hacked this thing off. So she's got to be, like, fueling with what adrenaline. What was, like, his immediate reaction after that? Like, I'm assuming to freak the hell out. Because, like, You're what? in pain. <laughs> well, because, like, he didn't follow her. He called 911. I'm sorry, I wouldn't follow her either. I'm Is missing... That- a friend. <laughs> I am bleeding everywhere. Oh, it's only out of your dick. Like, at that point, no part of me would have been like, wait, Lorena, stop. It would have been 911. I'm missing my penis. <laughs> so is that why she fled? Because she... Oh, she just fled. Just... Like, she literally hacked it off, took it, and left the house. Like, did not... Like, at no point did she stay to find out, like what else he had to say or how he felt or oh my god are you calling 911 she left i love that for her i think it's prime what i find even better about it is not only did she just like piece the hell out she's smacking it against the steering wheel she's angry got to be fueling with adrenaline because of what you just did at this point she chucks it out the window she just <laughs> throws his dangling out the window. What did you hate? Okay, here's here's a scenario. So, you're a hobo, all right? <laughs> you're homeless. You're hanging out. You're walking down the road, all right? It's nighttime. Smacked with a flaccid penis. <laughs> it's nighttime. So you know you're, but you're just walking through the side of the road, and out of nowhere. <laughs> This car comes speeding down the road, and I just imagine she has to be muttering some, like, curse words, like, Oh, she's gonna be saying some shit, just like, (laughs) I knew you were a piece of shit, husband, that that, that, that's a penis. (laughs) And then, so, like, you hear this, because I'm interested at the window down, so you hear her saying this, and then you get whackiness. (laughs) Which I think is even better, but what I think is even better. You can even take that to, like, the black market. 
Like, if a hobo found that, they could, like, take it to, like, I think they could, but I don't know what it would do, because here's the thing. She, after 911 was called, obviously arriving to the home where this happened, Lorena, nowhere to be found. Which I think is great. Now, John obviously says, hey, I'm missing a member. Help. Was that his, like, 911 call? (laughs) I'm missing a friend. Help. He, like, quoted to say, I'm missing (laughs) a member. Help. Like, because that would not, I would not be that formal. I'd be like, listen, guys, my wife cut my dick off and Help. she ran. Um, now, with the coming down said, 72. I think my favorite part of this whole scene is the police search. The police have to go on an exhaustive search to find his penis. So they have to figure out where she went in order to find the dick. Right. So they have to know the direction she went in. Search everywhere for his member and return it to the hospital. Well, because at this point, they think that she still has it right. in her possession. Like, they don't know right. immediately. And I, like, and I can only assume that at some point, from my understanding, at least, like, there's different parts here. Lorena told them. Like, yeah, I cut my like, husband's well, dick off. I, I think at this point, she was like, this is where I threw it, like... You can go and find it. From my understanding. Now, they found his penis, washed it off. Do we have reports of, like, what the name was of the person that found the dig? I want to know. Like, I want to know if his name was, like, Richard Johnson. Johnson. (laughs) Or, like... Lieutenant Johnson. (laughs) Petty Officer Johnson. But all I want to know is, like, as an officer, how would you feel... Getting called out in the middle of the night. Hey, you know, Officer Johnson, um, we need you to go on a search. Um, this man's penis has been cut off, and you need to we go. have reports that this is probably where it is, but you need to go and find it. Would so like if I, you found it, would you just like cover it up with some leaves? <laughs> I partially think a part of me would have been like, you know what? There was a reason she did this. Right. Especially as us being girls, I feel like we would, like... Like, kick it into, like, like a sewer Obviously, but if we were in law enforcement, we would obviously be, like, truthful and shit. But, like, part of us would definitely be, like... I'm gonna kick this in a sewer drain. I'm gonna take this and Pennywise can have it. Yeah. Um, so from this, uh, like, once they find his friend... They take it to the hospital. What have we said? D- dick too much in this podcast? <laughs> we've said dick, penis, member, friend, like... Ding dong, ding dong. Ding At this point, they take it to the hospital, and it is a nine and a half hour procedure to attach it back. So were the... Now, I want to... I'm curious, what kind of nerve damage occurred? There's gotta be something. Like, there's... like... I feel like... Because, like, you know when, like, someone, like accidentally chops off, like, the tip of their finger and they get it sewed back on. Like, they don't have the nerves and they can't feel that tip of the finger. So, they're, the detective who handled this crime, I find it hilarious, was Detective Peter Wentz. <laughs> Wait, like Pete Wentz? Like Pete um, Wentz. But Peter Wentz, and the reason I'm giggling at that is because Pete Wentz's nudes were leaked, which makes me feel like it was a full circle. Right? Peter Wentz found the peen, and then Pete Wentz leaked his peen. Yes. Now, with this, 
John went on to start a band afterwards to try to make money for his medical bills. I want So he started a band. A band. And I want to let you know the band's name was called Severed Parts. <laughs> well, if you're gonna go big, you might as well go home. Did he have like friends who were like I mean yeah, you're well, gonna make friends? <laughs> well yeah, because everyone's gonna think like you're gonna be rich as hell. But I guess I should backpedal. This trial, she pled momentary insanity. Because she'd been beaten, sodomized, raped, you know. To her she, reports. Yes. And he was also acquitted on a rape charge. But so, that only leads to circumstantial evidence. Right. That, that okay, yes, he, he did at one point. Right. But. So she pled momentary insanity and spent 45 days in an institution being observed. I think that's more than fair. Yeah. I mean, 45 days. Well, because was it to, like, agree? Because, like. Because they, they I mean, they can't say that she didn't go momentarily insane. I think it was just to see if she could even come back into society. As but it, but it's also a thing of, they could also have been trying to find out, like, okay, are you just, like, bullshitting? Saying that you, that you were momentarily insane just to get out of a, of a assault? Right. And then after all of this happened, it had been about a year, they got divorced. I would have I so. would have hoped so. I mean, you know, I feel like divorce... Although, could I feel you like imagine divorce, having a functioning marriage after that? Well, I can bet you 110% he would drop his shit and be the best damn husband ever. He would let her... I would her. expect the best husband ever back because it's, I will do it again. <laughs> like, I will cut below... Like, I will waste 19 hours of your life in surgery trying to reattach this. Right, like, he wouldn't put up with her shit. But, like, fast forward, he started a band. That band wasn't making enough money. And this is also part of the reason I had to go back and look it up. After this, he starred in two pornos to make money. Can, are those still? They've gotta be. Um, And I need to watch for strictly research purposes. But film number one is John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. Which I can't help but laugh about because it's like uncut. <laughs> like, no, that thing was cut. It was severed. And then his second one was in 1996 called Franken Penis. Right. <laughs> Which I feel is fitting. After this, though, was actually charged for striking an exotic dancer. So after all of this had happened, he had shown that he was an aggressive person. Like, it's not like he went without some sort of proof that, like, he was a piece of shit. Now, it's on fucking Pornhub. Is it? It's on Pornhub. (laughs) That's beautiful. I'm very happy with that. Now, Lorena, after the trial, didn't start a band, you know, called Severing Parts. It was... <laughs> she left. She went to Ecuador. She went back to her home t- her home country. She's like, I don't want to deal with this. Changed her last name, moved to her home country. So did she change her last name back to her, like, her, her maiden, maiden name? name? Yeah. Which what is her maiden name? Lorena Gallo. 
I like that better than Bobbit. Bobbit? Yeah, me too. Bobbit um, sounds like she's coming from but the But now, she actually lives back in the States. Now? Yes. Um, and did shortly after, because they did, like, public appearances. Together? No. Not for a while. Like, they were entirely separate. Do we have, like, reunite and be in the same room as each Yes. Was he, like... Covering his, just covering his nads the whole <laughs> time. Which I think is funny because now, you know, she owns a beauty salon in Washington, D.C. Like, her now, gorgeous, owns a beauty salon go? in D.C. I would want to, but I'd also be very terrified that I would mention... The case, and she would yeah. be like, get out of my fucking chair. Or cut me with her scissors because she's obviously had no problem cutting people in the past. Right? She's like, chop off your now, ear. to answer your question... Yes. What was my um, name? They did meet together. In 2009, Lorena met with Oprah Winfrey in April saying, under no fucking circumstances am I going to meet up with my husband again. That is not going to happen. <laughs> so how long was it after the incident that they... May of 2009. And when did this happen? The incident happened in 93. So it was it was a minute. They waited. They were in no hurry he to see each other. He was definitely holding a grudge. Or so she was. She. <laughs> I feel like they were both holding a grudge. But that was the first time they saw each other since their divorce. Wait, so in April she went and talked to Oprah and was like, never. And, my, and then in May saw and her. And then a month later. Yeah, so they got together on The Insider. And on the show, he apologized to her for the way he treated her during their marriage. But this is when Lorena called him out on his shit. And Lorena claimed that he still loved her because he has done nothing but send Valentine's Day cards and flowers to her every year. Even after their marriage? Even after their marriage. So, I'm sorry. I entirely understand having a grudge at that point. Where it's like, you know, not only am I mad at you, you beat me, you sodomized me, you raped me. And now you're And now you're sending me gifts every year. Right, you're never letting me forget this incident. You. Now, with this... Is she remarried at all? I don't think so. Like, did she ever get remarried? I, I, personally, I wouldn't have. Well, who would want to marry her? Well, right. Well, no, not even just that. Like, but no, to answer your question, she never remarried. John did. John did twice. He remarried Dottie Brewer in 2001. His That marriage set literally says that it lasted 2001 to 2001. And then in oh, it was probably annulled. And then in 2002, he married Joanna Farrell. Don't know if they're still married, but... She was actually in a relationship and had a daughter with a man named David Bellinger. And they shared a life together in Virginia. Um, she occasionally refers to him as her husband, but laughs when people ask if they're married. She says, I believe in marriage as an institution, of course, and I respect that. It was my choice to not marry. If you're ready to marry, I'll show up, is what David says. So I think it's pretty fantastic that, like, after cutting her husband's penis, she, like, approaches a relationship. She's like, I'm not doing that shit again. Right. Like, I am, do not put a ring on it. I don't want it. Right. I don't want to go through that bullshit again. And I don't blame her. Right. But. I feel like you would become pretty antisocial, though. After cutting off your husband. I just think that you would lose a lot of family and friends. Well, yeah, because some would be like... Some would blame you, some would like blame him, but you would never feel truly accepted again. Right. But 
Anywho, that wraps up our first episode of Inside the Files. Thank you all for tuning in, and we promise it'll get better. Just bear with us. Things aren't perfect. It's our first time. We're not professionals. If that has to be said. <laughs> it's no, our first we time are not, not professionals. professionals. I, it's like ghost hunters where they're like, we're professionals. Please don't do this at home. <laughs> it's like, I want to eventually go from ghost hunters to... Like, we're not professionals. If you can do this better at I wanna home, go from like I want to go from like... I want to be paranormal state. I want to go from, like, Dateline to Homicide Hunter. Ah, Joe Kenda. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you eventually.